14. Feliz Cumpleaños. Happy birthday. I wake up to the smell of pancakes and bacon. Mom is fixing my favorite breakfast. EJ is at my door banging like he's the police. Come on, birthday girl. These pancakes are getting cold. I get out of bed and open the door. Morning. Happy birthday, EJ says. Thanks. When I walk into the kitchen, Mom is standing at the stove working her magic. Strawberries are already cut and already in the table in the bowl she uses only on special occasions. There's my baby girl. Mom smiles at me and kisses me on the cheek. Hope you're hungry. She adds more pancakes to a pile that is already on a plate. EJ sets the table and we eat. Mom asks, so what are your plans? I'm supposed to go out and eat with Lily and Sam. Oh, that's great, Jade. That's really great, Mom says. Told you I had friends, I tell her. I roll my eyes, just a little, then smile. I keep telling Lily about Sam and Sam about Lily, so they're finally going to meet today. I pour more syrup onto my pancakes. And Dad said he was coming by tonight to drop off my gift, I tell her. EJ gives Mom a look. She puts a fork full of pancakes into her mouth. What? I ask EJ. Your dad says he's coming, huh? Said he got you something? EJ, don't start, Mom says. That's sorry, EJ. Mom stares him down. Don't start. I'm just asking, what is he going to buy you a present with? Wishes? Or is he going to use that white lady's money? EJ, Mom is yelling now. I get up from the table. She's not some lady. She's his fiance. And my dad isn't working right now because he got laid off. You never even had a job to get laid off from. He's using her, Jade. They've been engaged for, what, three years? That man is not marrying her. He's living off her. And what if he is? You're living off my mom. Jade! Now mom is yelling at me. I leave my half-eaten plate of pancakes on the table and go into my room. I don't come out until it's time for me to get ready to go up and meet with Lily and Sam. By then, EJ is gone, and Mom is off to Miss Louise's house. I'm changing my clothes as the phone rings. It's Lily. She can't go. She got into an argument with her aunt, and now she's on punishment. As soon as I hang up the phone, the phone is ringing again. This time it's Sam telling me she's sick, so she can't come either. I know I can't blame Lily and Sam for not being able to celebrate my birthday. I mean, Lily's aunt is always overreacting and fussing and putting Lily on punishment for something. And Sam can't help that she's sick. But of all the days for them not to be able to come hang out with me, why this one? I spend the rest of the afternoon watching TV and sleeping on and off. EJ comes home and st- as the sky settles into its blackness. We don't speak to each other. He has a Safeway bag in his hand. He goes to the fridge and puts away whatever he bought. Dad hasn't come, hasn't called. Once it's 11 o'clock, I go into my room and dress for bed. I can fear the tears trying to come, trying to work their way out, but I distract myself by listening to music. I put my headphones on and find the playlist EJ made for the end of the summer barbecue at the rec center. Nothing but fast songs. Some of them I don't even like that much because they were overplayed during the summer, but I listen anyway. Because a fast song you like is better than a slow song you love when you're trying to keep your heart from exploding. I turn the volume up and lie on my bed. I'm almost asleep when EJ starts banging on the door. I take out one earbud. What? Come here for a sec, he says. I step into the hallway and follow EJ. He walks to the kitchen. On the table, he's placed two slices of cheesecake. One has a candle in the middle. Can't go to bed without some birthday dessert, he says. He pulls me into him. We good? I nod and hug him back tight. 
You know I love you, right? You're my favorite niece. I'm your only niece. Details, details, EJ says. 15. El pelo. Hair. No braids today. My black cotton hovers over me like a cloud. I'd never want my hair like this at school, but today is Sunday and I'm home. When mom comes back from work, she sees me and smiles. You've been in my closet? She tugs at the scarf tied around my head as a headband. You never wear this. Humph, she says. She takes her shoes off, sits on the sofa, and lets out a sigh. I guess you can have it. Looks better on you anyway. I laugh and mumble under my breath. I know. 16. Regalo. Gift. The weekend is over and Monday has come, with wind and rain. I hold my umbrella in front of me, like a warrior shield to keep the rain from hitting my face. I hold on tight to the top so it doesn't blow away. When I get on the bus, my shoes squeak and slide as I walk to the back. Someone must have set their umbrella in the seat because it's wet. I find another seat. Sam isn't at her stop this morning, so the second half of the bus ride is quiet and slow, like it used to be last year. Once I get to school, I head to my locker. Josiah is walking towards me. Hey, Jade, happy birthday, he says. Thanks. I didn't even know he knew it was my birthday. I turn the corner and walk past Mrs. Parker's office. When she sees me, she walks to the door and said, Hope you have a great birthday, Jade. Oh, it was Saturday, but thank you. Well, happy belated, she says. I keep walking toward my locker. I see Sam standing at the end of the hallway. She's at my locker. Only, it doesn't look like my locker because there are balloons and an oversized card taped on it. I walk faster, and when I get to her, she holds her arms out and she hugs me. I'm so sorry I missed your birthday lunch. I really wanted to go. Sam, this is so... Wow, thank you. You're welcome, she says. For the rest of the day, whenever I'm at my locker, someone calls out, Happy birthday! to me, even people I don't know. Having balloons taped to your locker brings out a lot of attention. Usually, I don't like attention put on me. But today, it doesn't feel too bad. 17. Mi padre. My father. After school, I go over to dad's. He can't keep secrets at all, so as soon as I walk through the door, he says, I have something for you, but I haven't wrapped it yet, so don't go into my bedroom. Dad, I never go into your bedroom. It's something you've wanted for a long time. A really long time, he says. I don't know why. You don't ever frame the photos you take. You just keep cutting them up or changing them. Well, no need to wrap it now, I say. I laugh when he looks at me all confused, like he had no idea how I figured it out. Dad goes into his bedroom and brings out two boxes. One has a digital camera in it, and the other a mini photo printer. Thanks, Dad. Anything for my baby girl, he says. And, um, I'm sorry I couldn't see you on your actual birthday. Something came up. You could have called, I tell him. My cell died. I need to figure out what's wrong with the thing. Make one call and the battery's drained. Dad starts rubbing his head. Don't give me that look, he says. What look? Looking like your mother. I conjure mom. What would she say? The point isn't your phone dying. Why did you need to cancel anyway? Dad opens his mouth to give me his reasons, but then closes it and sits back and says, no good reason, Jade. I'm sorry, he says. I didn't mean to hurt my queen. I'm sorry. He walks to his room and comes back out. I forgot about these. He hands me a new pack of batteries. I put them in the camera and start taking pictures right away. Come on now, not of me, Dad says. I didn't get this thing so you could take pictures of me. One more, I tell him. He doesn't smile, but he at least sits still. As I take the photo, I'm reminded that we have the same eyes. Okay, Dad says. That was your one more. 
Now get from behind the lens and come join me in here. He walks into the kitchen and takes out leftovers from the fridge. Three containers of Chinese food. He puts the rice and shrimp and broccoli and egg roll on a plate and heats the food in the microwave. How is school? What are you into these days besides art? School is okay, I guess. I love my Spanish class. What do you like about it? Dad asks. He never lets the first answer be the only answer. It makes me feel like I'm learning a secret code or something I don't know. It's powerful. Powerful, really? Yes, all languages. That's what you used to tell me. Dad puts his fork down, leans back in his chair. Me? I told you that? Yes, when I was little. When it was story time and I didn't want to stop playing to go read and you would tell me I ought to take every chance I get to open a book because it was once illegal to teach a black person how to read, I remind him. I told you that? Dad asks, smiling. Dad, I'm serious. You told me that knowing how to read words and knowing when to speak them is the most valuable commodity a person can have. You don't remember saying that? Yeah, sounds like something I would say, Dad laughs. Didn't realize you were really listening. Of course I was. And ever since then, I've wanted to be a black girl who could read and write in many languages, because I know there was a time when that seemed impossible. So you're saying your passion is my fault? Yep. I wish I could take all the credit for you. But you know, that big dreaming comes from your mama, he says. Back when we were in school, she talked that same way. You're just like her.